All right, y'all, we're back for another episode. But before we begin, we want to thank the folks who entered our giveaway on Facebook and Instagram. Congrats to our winner, Raven Dial Stanley. We appreciate your support and we'll get up with you about your prize soon. And for those of you who are new to the show, if you like what you're hearing, please follow us on social media. We have an Instagram account and a Facebook and a Twitter as well. And then make sure to rate us on whatever platform you use to listen to us. It'll really mean the world to us and it'll also help us get more listeners as well. So once again, we're telling you a case today that comes from our tribal community. Lauren was a 23-year-old Lumbee woman who was young and vibrant with a big smile to match her big personality. She had her whole life ahead of her, but in an instant, everything changed forever. This is the story of the murder of Lauren Holmes. So Chelsea, did you know Lauren? So I did know her from school, but we weren't friends or anything. She was just one of those people that just everyone knew, you know. She had beautiful, long, dark hair, and she was really short, but she kind of had this big personality that it didn't matter how tall or short she was. Like, you just knew who she was. Um, I just think a lot of people just knew of Lauren if they didn't even know her personally or weren't friends with her like I was. So before we get into details about what happened to Lauren, we're going to play some clips from an interview that we did with two of Lauren's family members. So her cousin Stephanie and then her aunt Connie. So shout out to Stephanie and Connie for reaching out to us about Lauren's case. I know that it's one Chelsea had in mind for us to cover, and so we were pretty excited when Stephanie sent us a message. So here is Stephanie describing Lauren. Just a little bit about Lauren. Um, She was a family girl. She loved her family. She had three daughters. Um, She loved her girls. Actually, Lauren and her two oldest girls shared the same birthday. All three were born November 17th. Um, She was a mother, a daughter, sister, friend, niece, cousin. I mean, she was was a sweetheart. Everybody loved her. Uh, She had a personality. She could light up any room she walked into. And here's her Aunt Connie also describing her. She was funny. She was outgoing. Everybody thought that she was a bad person because she she liked to go places, but she took care of her children first. Last time I saw Lauren, I went over there, and she had children in the field in the back of the house just walking, and she had cooked her supper. And she said when she got through it, walking with her children and playing with them, then they were going to go in and eat supper. But she took care of her children. But she was funny. She had a squeaky little voice. But when we had family stuff, she was always there. If she didn't get there on time, she would send her children with her, their mama, and then she would come home, but she would get there. And she was she was just a good young woman. She loved country. She loved country cooking. <laughs> she got mad at me one day because I had thrown the peas that I had left in the field. She said, all them peas in that field. <laughs> but she was she was all right. She was a good person. Couldn't help but love her. And I just think it's so cool, Brittany, that Lauren and her two daughters all shared the same birthday. Like, what are the odds out of your, like, three kids that you had the same birthday as two of them? I know. That's so crazy. I think that would be so sweet to have that in common. But also, I wonder if the third daughter always felt some kind of way. Like, why did I get, you know, the odd birthday out? Right. I probably would feel the same, too. But she was the youngest, so I'm sure she was babied a lot. So made up for it. That's true. So to talk about what happened to Lauren, we actually have to start by telling you what happened to Lauren's mom, Star. 
On the evening of Friday, March 29th in 2013, Star was at home with Lauren's three daughters when all of a sudden someone started shooting into her home. Yes, like shooting like gunfire into her house. One of the bullets actually hit Star in the arm. After this happened, Star immediately called 911 and the police came out and Star was sent to the hospital to be treated for her gunshot wound. Now, as you can imagine, this had to be like really traumatizing, Brittany, for both Star and Lauren's three girls who were at home when this happened. I mean, Stephanie said nothing like this had ever happened before in their family. I mean, can you imagine being a little girl at your grandma's house and like all of a sudden you're pretty much under attack? No, not at all, especially because when you're with your grandma, I feel like you feel such a level of comfort and safety. So I imagine that it was probably like just a shock you know i mean to be shot at in general is a shock but especially when you're in like a place that you associate with so much comfort and safety so lauren's daughters were actually with their grandma that night because lauren had gone out for the evening with a friend or a few friends is that right right so that friday evening i'm not sure what time lauren actually left home but she had made plans to go out that night with a friend or friends i'm not really sure what they were up to that night but you have to remember that lauren was only 23 so like most people in their early 20s i'm sure she liked to go out and occasionally you know hang out and party like a lot of us in robinson county do there's not much else you know besides just hanging out a lot with friends Right, and I also wonder where she was headed to that night. Like, was she trying to go to Stables, which is a popular, you know, party spot near the area, or was she going somewhere else? And but so once Star gets to the hospital and the family starts to find out what has happened to her and her home, they start to question who could have done this and why. Star was not involved in anything or any or with anybody dangerous, and she was just a typical mama and grandma. And as time passes over the next few hours, the family's questions all turn to the same one. Where is Lauren? At this point, it's early Saturday morning, and the family has not heard from her. And to their knowledge, she actually never came home that night, which was very out of character for her. You have to remember that she had three young daughters who she cared for very deeply. And so she wouldn't have just stayed away for no reason from her children. The family called her phone repeatedly trying to get in contact with her, and after they could not get in touch with her after an extended period of time, they reported her missing later that day. And I just want to add that just talking to her cousin and her aunt, like you could just hear the anguish in their voices as they replayed that weekend of events, just worrying and wondering like where Lauren was. Right. Like, I can't imagine after what happened to Star, especially like they must have been worried sick about Lauren and not knowing where she was. And if the person who had shot their home had had done something to Lauren, too. And so Saturday passes by. And then on Sunday, Stephanie says that they had gotten word right after church that a body had been found not even two miles away. And it's important to note two things here. One is it was Easter Sunday, so it's a very important holiday for many Lumbee families in Robinson County. And two, the area where all of this was taking place in between the towns of Pembroke and Lumberton was all in close proximity. So the church you're about to hear Stephanie referring to was really close to where they found a body. And Lauren actually lived right by the church as well. And so the family had this very like sinking feeling and sinking suspicion that it was probably going to be Lauren who was found, but it wasn't confirmed right away. 
I'm sure that that Saturday they spent worrying about her and on into that Easter Sunday, just sitting there at Tabernacle Baptist Church. It must have felt like the longest hours of her family's life. But they soon would learn that the body found was indeed 23-year-old Lauren Holmes. Lauren had been shot three times and left in a canal that had standing water in it. She was wearing the clothes that she was last seen in on Friday. Her family's world, including her daughter's, it's just turned upside down in an instant. I think the worst part for me is the way the family had to find out. So here's Stephanie talking about that experience. Well, the one thing that is the hardest to deal with is knowing that we had to find out stuff on the news. Like, we were at church that Sunday and when we had come out, um, we were told that a body had been found. So. We all went down to where the body had been found, just waiting to see if it was Lauren because it was so close to her house. And um, I mean, they didn't tell us anything. We went to the hospital. They didn't tell us anything. Um, They let her mama go back, so she identified her. But we just always had questions like, what happened? How did she die? You know, we just wanted to know. But the sheriff at that time, Ken Seeley, he just, he, told, he, he wouldn't tell us anything. He told us as soon as he found out, we would be the first to know. But we were watching TV that night, and it came on TV, and her daughters were sitting there. And it tore them apart. Just yeah, to I see, can imagine. you know, without them coming, just having a conversation with us, letting us know what happened, putting it on the news for the whole world to know, and us having to learn it with the whole world. Yeah. It yeah. was just hard. So I just cannot even believe that her daughters and family had to learn about her cause of death on TV. When I tell you that I would be mad. Yeah, honey, I would have flipped out like on every single person in Robinson County at that point. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. And it reminds me, too, of Marcy's case. And I know I reference this a lot, but um, it's just one of the, you know, the cases that really gets to me most since I knew her. But her mama talks about how she didn't really find out about how many times Marcy had been stabbed until she went to um, one of the first court cases that she had with Marcy's killer. And so um, I just can't imagine, like, finding that information out, you know, in in these ways. It's, it just goes to show you the lack of communication, really, that the sheriff's department has with Lumbee families in the area when their loved ones do get murdered or something like that. So... At this point, they know that Lauren has been killed. So backing up, the family tried to figure out how she ended up in a canal less than two miles from her home and who could have hurt their precious Lauren in such a way. According to her family and news reports, Lauren's friend, who she went out with that night, says that he dropped her off in front of her home in the early hours of Saturday morning, but that he never actually seen her go inside of her home. Which, that's like the first huge red flag for me. Yeah, me too. I mean, I think this is just extremely sketchy. So Yeah, and if you're my friend and I'm dropping you off, Brittany, like late at night or even in broad daylight, like I'm going to sit in my car and I'm going to watch you safely get into your home. Like to me, that's just how I was raised. Like just watch out for your friends. Same. And we've watched too many crime shows, you know, to know better than to just pull off and leave some friend outside if that's what he even really did. But here's a clip of her family speculating about her supposedly being dropped off. When the person that she was with told him that told us that they dropped her off that morning at about five o'clock at her house, 
but she never went in the house. I don't believe that. Where she stays, I mean, there's no, there would be no reason for her to stay outside. She don't smoke. She wouldn't have stayed out and smoked a cigarette. She, I mean, why she didn't walk in the house, I don't know. But that person had her pocketbook and brought it the next day. And we knew something was wrong when she did. And she, she wouldn't have stayed away from her children like that. Yeah. But, um, well, and the fact that the same night she went missing, um, someone shot into her mother's home. So as you just heard in the clip, that friend that claims that he dropped Lauren off also says that Lauren left her purse in the car. Another red flag for me. And he actually came the next day and dropped off that purse like on that Saturday, like at some point to her family's home. And I just kind of think it's strange that he had her bag and like he just showed up you know as a friend to drop off something she'd forgot and then found out she was missing like and was one of the last people to have seen her like I would be freaking out if I was the last person to have seen my friend and then all of a sudden she was missing like I would be searching everywhere I would like tell my you know tell her family everything that I could think of from that evening just like in case it would help find her because at this point they don't know that she's dead and also just thinking about like our women in our culture, lumpy women don't like lose track of their pocketbooks. Like you keep your pocketbook on you. You know where it is at all times. Like I had a pocketbook growing up from a very young age and I know where my purse is right now, you know? So I just highly doubt that she would have left that purse behind. Right. But also I would assume that her keys to her trailer would have been in that purse. And so she probably wouldn't have been able to get into her house without having her pocketbook. Right. That's a really good point. Yeah, so I don't think that really makes sense. And also, I remember you told me that she lived in the same trailer park as her mama, right? Yeah, they lived, so they lived right across from Tabernacle Baptist Church that we mentioned earlier. Yeah, my cousin actually lives out there in that trailer, um, that trailer park now. And so I'm just thinking, if you didn't have your keys to get into your trailer, you would go to your mama's house to go stay the night with her, is what I would think. So I don't know. I mean, his story just to me you know just seems like it doesn't add up but you know so obviously lauren's case was treated as a homicide right away and apparently the friend was questioned but was never arrested or i don't think like taken as a serious person of interest at all which to me with him having her pocketbook and claiming that he dropped her off but didn't see her go in the house like it's all just very fishy to me me too like something just does not seem to add up there so like the family said that pretty much since the start of lauren's investigation they've received very little to really like no details about Lauren's case at all. Next month will be eight years since Lauren's murder took place and the family says they've never received a single proper update or had any clear communication with the sheriff's department despite their many attempts for them to keep looking into Lauren's case. As a reminder, Robinson County, where we're from, it's pretty rural and for such a rural place, there are a lot of crazy things that happen. Like, such as people going missing or these random murders, like, you know, just like Lauren's. And in fact, Brittany, the person that found Lauren's body found it by happenstance. It was a man who was actually looking for another missing person. Like, isn't that crazy? Oh my God. Who would, do you know who he was looking for? I actually don't know. I tried looking it up and, um, cause Stephanie and Connie weren't, they weren't the ones that told me that I was reading a news article and that's where I like found that out. And I was like, that is so crazy, but I couldn't figure out, you know, who the person was or who they were looking for. And hopefully they found them and hopefully they were alive. 
and we haven't had a chance ever to speak with the sheriff's department in Robinson County about this case or any of the others that we've covered. But, you know, I would love to, I don't know about you, Brittany, but just love to work with them to figure out what we can do to help them get more attention to some of these cases. Because, um, you know, as we talk to these families, like it's really clear that there's such a lack of communication between, you know, the sheriff's department and these concerned citizens. Yeah, I would love to uh, yell at them. So I know you said you want to work with them. I mean, I would love to get information from them and find out, like, what were you doing with this case? Why are you not communicating with the family or updating them? You know, her body was found in a canal. And it's not even like, I mean, there's a person who saw her who said he dropped her off. Like, I feel like he has the keys to what happened to Lauren. So it's just a lot of unanswered questions. But Right. Cases like Lauren's deserve so much awareness and attention. Like, do they believe that the shooting into Star's home was done by the same person or persons who shot Lauren? Yeah, and as far as I know, which I'd asked Stephanie and Connie this, you know, uh, like, are they treating both crimes together? And as far as I know, I think that they are treating both crimes like as part of the same incident, but they've never charged anyone with either crime. And I also want to know if there's like a way for them to tell if the bullets, you know, that went into Star's home actually shot and actually shot Star were like, were they the same bullets or from the same type of gun that was used to kill Lauren? Because if it was the same person, I imagine maybe they wouldn't have two different types of guns. I, I would think it would be the same one. Yeah, that's a great point, too. And I imagine if they were the same bullets or if they look like they were from the same type of gun, they definitely would have been able to tie the two crimes together. It would just seem too coincidental for both of them to have been victims of two random crimes, you know, just hours apart. Yeah, definitely not random, but I can't believe there isn't even kind of a motive behind why it happened. It's just so heartbreaking. And the family really did think that Lauren was hopefully okay that Saturday. I mean, here's our Aunt Connie describing them trying to get in touch with Lauren and then Stephanie telling us, you know, just about their thoughts on the connection between the two crimes. I called her cell phone about 900,000 times telling her to call home, please call home, that we loved her to please call home, just call home. But we never heard anything. We still haven't been able to get answers. So knowing if it's a connection, we don't know. But how we feel is the person that's responsible for shooting in that home is the same person responsible for Lauren's death. And I think another important aspect of this case to think about is just the post-traumatic stress that the family, and particularly Star, has gone through. So one, the drive-by shooting of her home, which I imagine would be traumatic in and of itself, and then two, the murder of her daughter. So Stephanie and Connie said that even now, Star keeps the blinds closed in her home and refuses to open the door if someone knocks on it. If someone pulls into the yard, I mean, she gets very panicky. Um, she just, she just has a lot of. If she hears a, just just a frequent noise or something anything it just it just tears up it just she just goes into a panic mode and it's you have to talk to her and try to bring her out of it and not only that but in more recent years the home that star was living in caught on fire causing her to lose almost every single picture she had of lauren growing up the family really does need the support of the community and they are encouraging folks to step forward if they know information about lauren's murder I just wish someone would come forward with information. I think if you know someone has committed such a crime or if you know 
if you have suspicions about someone, if you've heard them say something or if you've seen them act a certain way, you know, friend, family, it doesn't matter. If they've taken someone's family member, you need to report that to the Sheriff's Department. Like, you need to report your concerns. And it truly has been just a devastating eight years for Star. I mean, Lauren was an innocent young woman with her whole life ahead of her. That Easter weekend in 2013 just dramatically changed Lauren's mama's life as well as her three little girls. So if you have any connection or know anything about the shooting of Star's home or the murder of Lauren Holmes, please reach out to the Sheriff's Department. At this point, they kind of feel as though Lauren could end up as just another forgotten case. It would be nice if they would call them just once in a while and say, well, we don't know anything. We haven't found anything. But you're still on you're still on the list of people that we're thinking about and we haven't forgotten we haven't forgotten Lauren. And Yeah, because we just feel like she's just a case to them. She's just a number. She's just a file sitting on their desk, basically. And she may be a file to them, but she was loved. She's a family member. She's a they, victim of a crime and she was done a way that she didn't deserve. They have family in their look. They're not just like, can I tell you a comment that I heard? I heard that one of them said that she was just another whore off the streets. Wow. They didn't have to worry about her anymore. We also encourage you to share Lauren's post when you see it on our social media in solidarity with Lauren's family. Show them that Lauren is still thought of. Show the Sheriff's Department that as citizens, we still care about these cold cases and we want justice just as much as the family does. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Red Justice Project, and thank you to Lauren's family for speaking with us. You will be in our thoughts until justice for Lauren is received.